are the greater. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. What a blessing it is, God, and an honor and a privilege, Lord, to be in your house, God, to be able to come and gather into a place of worship like this, Lord, and to be able to express our love to you, God, in so many different ways, Lord. It was you who first gave to us. And, Lord, and with our lives, we just return our love back unto you, God. Father, we're thankful for each one who's able to be here. Bless, God, in those many areas that need to be touched, God. You know specifically. And we thank you that your Holy Spirit is already here, God, in the midst of us. And so we thank you for the hearers. We thank you for the doers of your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Go ahead and have your seat this morning. Greater is he that lives in me. We're going to dismiss our nursery today. Is that correct? Nursery stage two? All right. We're having us. It is open if you need the nursery. In Jesus' name, have a seat. Thank you. Amen. The nursery is open for those who may need it. We're all hanging out in the house today in the sanctuary together. How about that? Well, has it been a great year for you thus far? Amen. Great year. You should be saying yes to that already. No matter what may be going on, it's a great year. I heard someone say any day is a great day when you're above ground. Amen. Amen. Above ground. Praise the Lord. And I guess at that point in time, it'd be a great day then, too, because God would have said so. Uh, I want to talk to you about something today uh, that's near and dear to my heart that's been in my spirit for a while here, probably since August of last year. And uh, just want to share this with you here as quickly as I can. Um, thank you, Apostle David, just for the opportunity, amen, to share, you know, an opportunity to be uh, to share with the people. And I uh, really appreciate that. Thank you for your leadership, sir. I've enjoyed it almost 16 years now. I've been really enjoying being a part of Living Faith and under uh, Apostle David. So thank you so much, sir, for your trust and your confidence. Um, to allow me to do this for the Lord. Well, I've been here, like I said, almost 15, I mean, almost 16 years, about 15 and a half years, and um, I just love serving. I don't know about you, but I love to serve. I'm sure you do, too, sir, so I just love serving. That's why I'm called to do this, serve. Serve in the kingdom, right? Just called to serve. How do we do that? We do that in so many different ways. Uh, And so in serving, I tell you, I I have learned a lot um, during my time here. Have learned a lot, learned a lot, seen a lot, been a part of a lot, and uh, I just thank God for every moment because it all, all of it works together to build us up into whom God has created us to be. Amen. Uh, I was thinking about this thought right here as we uh, are approaching a certain day to uh, depart from living this physical living faith, uh, but never from living faith. Those of us who believe know that. Um, never from living faith. And I said that, Lord, God put something in my spirit about finishing. And uh, I talked to Apostle David about it here recently. I don't uh, ask to, to minister the word. That's just not what I do. I just know that when it's time, it's time. Um, there's, I think, maybe two or three times in my, uh, my tenure here that I've had a specific word that I've asked him to talk to me about and ask him to share. And this is one of them. Um, and so I'm thankful for him saying yes to this moment. Uh, and I just want to talk to you about finish strong, okay? Finish strong. And we're going to be looking at three different areas of finishing uh, that I really that are near and dear to my heart, and I really want to impart this to you. And my purpose for imparting this now 
is to be a catalyst in helping to see this happen. Are you following me? So it's important for me to, to, to speak now uh, because I wanna, I'm a part of the, of, of the process that helped the progression that helps us to get to a specific end. And so I'm excited about that. So what I'm talking to you about, I am fully committed uh, to help see come to pass. And uh, so I thank God for that. These three areas I'm going to talk to you about, number one is commitment. And, and like we were talking about that during worship today. God was, you know, the Holy Spirit just had us all on it. That word commitment, that big C word, you know, so, to, to some, some people that's a bad word, you know. But to, to those who, you know, uh, have the right understanding, that's a great word. And some people fear that word, right, because that's going to require something from me. That means uh, they're going to have some expectations that I have to live up to. Oh, man, dog, I don't want to commit. It's like even as they were giving, the ladies were giving the live announcement, I don't want to commit to being here next Sunday at 4 o'clock. I don't want to say yes to that. But once I say yes, someone heard me, and they're going to have an expectation that I'm actually fulfilled my word. So people fear commitment. But your person is missing out on something amazing when they avoid commitment. Second word I want to talk to you about today is loyalty. Loyalty is an amazing word, and I know even in our, our leadership uh, training uh, impartation, we've been talking about that. And when we got it, when the apostles started talking about it, I was so excited because, again, this has been near and dear to my heart for a while now. Loyalty. What does it look like? Why do we have it? What's the purpose of it? Loyalty. What? Today? Are you serious? Loyal, loyal to someone else? It can't be. That's not how the world works today. That's not the, the way our society views life. Are you serious? Yes, very serious. And the last one I want to talk to you about is stewardship. Uh-oh, they're about to talk about money. I'll talk about money a little bit because I'm not afraid of money. The Bible doesn't tell us to be afraid of money. It tells us that we need to manage it properly. There's, there's just a few amens on that one. And it has a purpose. It has a purpose. And making sure that we keep it in its right context, but it's, it's meant to do some amazing things when we are good stewards of what God has given us. So what are those, those three areas? First one is what? The second one is? The third one is? Uh-huh. Let's see where we all fit in all that. Good job. Y'all all get A's for that. Okay. So when I think about uh, finishing the work, there's no greater place to start, no greater example than whom? Jesus. He is the greatest example that we'll ever find in the scriptures to follow someone who was committed to finishing his work. John chapter 17, verse 4 says, I'm going to read it from the King James, and then I'm going to read it from the um, New Living Translation. Jesus said, I have glorified thee on earth. He's talking to God. This is amazing. If you haven't read John chapter 17, you need, you need to take a little, you need to get into John chapter 17. Because John chapter 17 is a, is a prayer between Jesus, the Son of God, and the Heavenly Father, uh, uh, his Father. And he's talking to him about, I was given a mission. I was given an assignment. You put something in my hand. You entrusted something of value to me. And Jesus said, I finished it. I finished. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me, oh, there's those two words at the end. Oh, what are those two words at the end? Huh. This year is time. Uh-huh. So, all right. So in the doing, everything has a time associated with the doing. 
uh, I have glorified. This is how Jesus glorified God, by finishing the work which God the Father gave him to do. New Living Translation says it this way. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. I brought glory to you, God. I brought glory to you. How do we bring glory to God? By completing the work that he gave us to do. That's how we bring honor and glory. Jesus said that himself. I have brought glory to you, attention to you, by completing the work that you gave me to do. I like this about Jesus. I noticed that in this verse, and even just considering his ministry, uh, earth was not his final destination. Earth was not Jesus' final destination. Yet it was his place of assignment. I have to say that again. Earth was not Jesus' final destination, but it was his place of assignment. I want you to consider that yourself. Earth is not our, our final home. This, not this earth, is not our, our final home. There is a new heaven and a new earth that's going to happen long from now that we're going to be a part of. But this current earth in the way that it is is not our home. Yet it is our place of assignment. This is where it's supposed to happen. This is where we get it done. We can't get to, you know, get to glory, get to heaven, get to eternity, and, and then begin to work. That's not where we begin to work. The work starts where? Here. The work begins here. What I've been assigned to do is that assignment is right here on earth. That's where it is. And so I'm going to be talking to us about, about, about uh, commitment, uh, the first step, the commitment to do God, to serve God right here on earth in our place of assignment. Of course, we can't have a finish unless we do what? We got to start something, right? You can't get to the finish line until you first, you hear the gun go off if you're in a race, uh, 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 you know, an authorized race, a real race. Uh, you hear the gun go off, that is your signal to, to begin. Well, guess what? The gun has already gone off. Some people are still sitting. In, you know, you ever had it happen? Any runners? Runners in here? I ran track. I got some other track. Run. Some people heard the heard heard the gun go off, and, and it, it may it may have startled them. It may have confused them. Oh boy, it's a gun. What's depending on where you're from, you know, you you stop, drop, and roll. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what it was for. You're supposed to be getting out of those blocks and beginning that journey. Some people get out, get a slow start, right? You get a slow start, you, you, unless you are, you know, have this amazing catch-up speed, you're liable to not win the race. So you have to be ready in the starting block, ready to go, and once that gun goes off, you're gone. Well, guess what? For all of us who are living, breathing, moving, guess what? The gun's already went off. The gun has gone off. Signaling it's time to begin what? To run this race. I, I, I understand through experience, life experiences, that everyone hasn't, hasn't come out of those starting blocks yet. Some people are still present in the starting block. 
and they're waiting for something else, I guess, to something specific to give them a signal to get going. Come on, start running the race. Start doing what God has called us to do. Um, and some people will say, you know, I have a certain time to do that. You know, I'm waiting for this moment. I'm, I'm waiting till I can, I can get this together. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love about, you know, ministry. I, I, I love about ministry is that don't wait till you, you have it all together. Because you probably won't get it done if you're waiting to, to be perfect before you get started. Uh, I hear a lot of rights because those who are saying right are those who understand that we were not perfect when we started. And we're still, well, we're still not. But guess what? We are being perfected. But those who are not starting, those who are not in the race, your being perfected uh, is stunted. We, we, we're, we can't make progress until we start the race. Does that make sense to you? So my, my, my encouragement to us today is that our commitment is first of all to the Lord. I learned this scripture from a uh, dear brother of mine. Uh, some of uh, our men uh, are familiar with Pastor Pirtle, uh Pastor Michael Pirtle from uh, Indiana, right? He attends our men's advances with us. Comes from Indiana, uh, the state of Indiana, to come to be with us at, at our men's advances, and it's, it's amazing. He and I we served together um, back in Hawaii. We were young, little young pups, 18 years old, uh, 19 years old, and. Uh, his scripture, one of his life scriptures that he would say, I was sharing this with the men, but I learned another scripture from another brother. I pay attention. Uh, it's good to listen and pay attention. No matter what your age is, be a good listener. Can I tell you that? Be a good listener and always have a heart that wants to learn. Always be in a learning, have a learning heart. Never think that you know it all, but know that you, you still have need of learning. And so I learned this from this brother with the same age, and, uh, but he used to quote this scripture, uh, Proverbs 16 and 3. Uh, Commit thy work unto the Lord, and thy thoughts will be established. Will be established. I remember that from that, uh, just having conversation through the word. That was one of his life scriptures. He still says it today. If I heard him uh, recently here. Is that, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts will be established. In commitment, our first commitment starts to God. It doesn't start to man, but our first commitment, it starts to God. And uh, the New Living Translation says that same scripture this way. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit your actions. Commit your actions to the Lord and, and your plans will succeed. Anyone have any plans? It's okay to say you have plans. Nothing wrong with planning. So who has plans or has had, come on. So you have plans. I have plans. I have plans. I have thoughts. I have dreams. I have desires. You know, I have, I have vision. I have some things I want to accomplish in life. Still got a long way to go, you know. You know, still a lot, a lot of life to, to, to live. A lot of things to do for God. How are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? Where are we going to do it? You know, all those things are part of the plan. But guess what? In all those plans. We still keep committing those to God. Even when you have it written out, written out, when you have it developed, when you've rehearsed it, 
when you put your, your time and effort into it, you still keep giving that plan to God because God will show you exactly what it is. Uh, and even as you're going and you think you have it together, he still will be showing you what he wants you to do. So I, 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 I submit that to you first so that our first commitment is to God. Jesus says in uh, John chapter 13, verse 15, I'm giving you some scriptures right now to build the foundation of where we're going. Jesus said, for I have given you an example, uh, John 13 and 15, for I have given you an example. Oh, anyone need an example? An example. Uh-huh. There's examples all around us, right? Had some good examples. Had some bad examples. But the thing about examples, you are, you are certain to follow some type of example. But Jesus said, I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And in that case, he's talking about washing his disciples' feet, how he humbled himself and showed them by example. He didn't do it because he needed something to fill up his day. He did it as an act of a teaching moment. This was a teaching moment. He said, you know what? As my followers, my disciples, I need you to understand this. To the depths of serving others. That when you will wash their feet and you will put them before yourself. Now, who's going to wash somebody's feet? Some of y'all don't like touching feet at all, right? Some folks don't. My wife, she don't like touching feet. Okay? I like her to touch my feet, but she don't like touching them feet. And uh, so now I go and get my feet touched by a professional. And uh, she'll go and sit with me and watch me get my feet touched. But she doesn't like touching feet. Uh, Kylene over there, you'll know you smiling, Kylene. Kylene doesn't like touching feet neither. And uh, she'll like her feet to be touched. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but Jesus said, let me show you what serving really is about. When you touch someone else's feet, no matter where they've been, no matter where they, where they have gone through, no matter how long it's been between washings, that you would wash their feet. There's nothing more humbling, nothing more uh, 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 a greater example of what it means to serve others than washing their feet. Wow. And not just one person's feet, foot, feet, uh, foot, feet, feet. <laughs> Someone said foot. <laughs> I don't think that's in the dictionary. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, but 12 sets of feet, 24 feet, and washing them one after the next, one after the next, all having a purpose to show them that service and commitment to service is that important. When we're going to serve God, people, and this is near and dear to my heart, Opportunity is so so much in front of us. Will you agree with that? There's so many opportunities to be involved in the in kingdom work. So many opportunities. I'm looking at Jeremiah. I'm just recap these right here. I've got a few examples. Have a few examples for you. Jeremiah was called to be a prophet to the nations. He was a young. Uh, he's a he's a boy at the time. He wasn't he wasn't even quite a man yet. I mean, you know, into his full manhood. But he was called to be a prophet to the nations prior to and during the Jews' early captivity. Imagine that job, being called to serve in that manner, uh, to be a prophet not just to the Jewish nation, but also, it says, to the nations. 
nations that they would be impacted by, nations that are, were surrounding them, nations that would even ha- ha- have, them in cap- have them in captivity. But God told, told him something to help him to get started on his commitment. He told him, I formed you in your mother's womb. Before, before, before I formed you, I already knew you. And I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. And, and I've given you a specific work to do. Verse 10 of the chapter 1 says, I'm just reading this. You don't have to turn to it. See, I have set this day. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out. Here's a specific mission. To root out, pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down. Y'all know about throwing down, right? But see, this is a different throw down. And to throw down, to build, and to plant. Who wants that mission? To the nations. And he's doing this as a young man. That the Lord had to tell him in verse 8, don't be afraid of their faces. I learned that scripture, 19, 20. So I'm glad we have our young people in here. I was about 18, 18 to 20. I learned that scripture. I heard it, and I applied it. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord of hosts. 1 and 8. Be not afraid of their faces. You have to look them straight in the face and in straight in the eye. I know Pastor Andrew's really good at it, too. He just, he, he, you know, he's still you know, you've got to be able to look at people in the eye, and you've got to be able to declare what God has said. What God put in your heart, put in your mouth, in your heart to say, you've got to be able to do that. So Jeremiah was given something amazing to do, and he went forth, and God helped him. I look at Paul the apostle. He was called to be the apostle to the Gentiles, right? He was given a specific work to do. He made his commitment to God. Verse uh, chapter 1 and verse 16 says, as in, in the book of Galatians, I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 1, verse 16 says, this is what Paul's mission was, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. God called Paul out from where he was and gave him a specific assignment to do. Paul had to be committed to that assignment. And he called him out to go somewhere that people weren't even going at that time. The, the gospel wasn't quite, quite exploding to the Gentiles yet. They were hearing about it from time to time. But Paul was specifically sent to a whole different class of people. Wow. You're talking about trendsetters. You're talking about pioneering. How about that? Who's ready to go on an assignment and you be a, the trendsetter? To our young people, who's going to be the trendsetter in your generation? I got a hand up. Praise the Lord. Keep that hand up. Y'all turn around and look to the back. Who is that? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So our children are listening. Adonijah, great job. Who's going to be the trendsetter in their generation? Adonijah is one who said, I'm going to be the trend. Who's going to be the pioneer in their generation to say, I'm going to live for God? Come on, no matter what else is happening around. Oh, now, there's some more hands going up. See, they're getting inspired. These young folks getting inspired. And we don't take that lightly. You've got to be a trendsetter. You've got to be willing to get out of the boat. You have to be willing to do it when no one else would do it. Say, what is this guy talking about? I know that from experience. Being 17 and God called me into, into the kingdom, he saved me now. I'm telling you, he saved me at the right time. At the right time. Senior year, 
right before prom, God saved me. You see what I'm saying? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking about getting saved. I grew up in church, knew all about it. I wasn't thinking about getting saved. But God called me on that Easter service, 1983. I heard God as I was sitting in my chair. I heard him. My pew was a pew then. I heard him. And I wanted God. I, it, I didn't go to church with that on my mind. But God got my attention that day. Through the Holy Spirit. Got my attention. Me specifically. Senior year. Right before prom. Right before graduation. Said, I need you. I'm going to use you. I'm like, wow. And so when I say that, when you commit to serve and be a trendsetter, that, that wasn't popular. Are you understanding me? That wouldn't be popular. To step out at 17 and say, you know what? I'm done with the world. I'm just going for God. I've had enough experience with the world, which wasn't a whole lot of experience in, 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 the, in the big scheme of things, but it was enough. I had enough experience with the world that I said, you know what? I'm just going to go serve God. Because really that's what I've been created to do anyway, right? That's what we've been created. So at some point, people are going to have to make that decision. I'm just done. I've had enough of this world. Come on. I've already seen what it offers. You know, it, what, what is that? Doing it the same thing over and over again? And it's not going to happen to me. There's no way it's going to happen to me. That's what they said, but it's not happening to me. I'm going to be successful in my sin. Yeah, right. Insanity. Slap yourself. You know, wicked. it's not going to work. It's not going to work just because I'm in the equation now. And that's what people don't get. That you got to slap yourself sometimes. Come on. That's stupid, guys. I, I'm sorry. That's, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. That doesn't work. There's enough testimonies in the house to say it doesn't work when you're living outside the will of God. What's the hold up? Why people still on that same street? We talked about making a decision today. That's what you're talking about, making a decision. Why, why are we hanging around, hanging out, just, just chilling and, and, and not, not going all in with God? Come on, the proof is already before us. It's not going to work. I'm just telling you from experience, it's not going to work. So let's be committed to God. God called me out, and he gave everyone a specific mission when he called them out. I want you to think about that specific thing God has called you to do. And you probably don't know it right now. I just want you to think about it. But I promise you, you don't know it, what it is. But I want you to think about it. But I promise you, you probably don't know what it is because it's more specific than what you know. You have a, an idea, but it, the the, the specifics and the depth of what he's called you to do, I promise you, you don't know it quite yet. Because he keeps revealing himself. He keeps revealing and, and, and his, his, unveiling his will to you over, and, I mean, more and more. You're like, whoa, that's what it's all. That's what I'm, I didn't know that. All I knew, I just wanted to serve, right? I just had a commitment to serve. So when I think about when God called me out, uh, I didn't know one of my scriptures here, and y'all probably didn't know this one, uh, at least could say amen to it. Uh, Hebrews 10 and 24 says, and let us consider one another to do what? Mm -hmm. Provoke unto love and to good works. I learned that that's a life scripture for me. I've been called to provoke. I've been called to provoke others, not make people mad. Not get under your skin, but to provoke, make you think about something so seriously that you say, you know what? I'm about to change this thing. I'm about to do what God says. I see the possibility of doing what God says. I've been called to provoke. But I like what it says. It says provoke them unto love 
love of God to love God and then begin to do something with that love. Exemplify that love through good works. You know, the good works don't save us, yet they definitely are an indicator that I have been saved. And so that's one of the things I'm called to do. I also found, found out that I was called to, um, uh, the young adults, this is perfect, uh, their motto, that their theme scripture, 1 Timothy 4 and 12, right? Let no man despise what? Thy what? Youth, but be thou what? An example of the believers. I like that now. It's really being an example among the believers. You know the believers need examples too? Do you know the believers need examples too? Because we believe and we're sincere in our belief in God, yet there's still some areas, like we talked about and even more, that haven't been changed yet. So we need to have some people who stand out and say, you know what, that, come on, that doesn't work. But God will help you in those areas of weakness. He'll help you. God does deliver you from, 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 from sinful actions. He does deliver you from sinful thoughts. He still delivers, y'all. Hey, still, we need some examples in the house. And there are examples in the house. But I learned this scripture, too, when I was young. And so I grabbed hold of this one, too, so I love it when you guys talk about it. But it said, be a, an example to the believe, of the believers in word. Uh-oh. Our speech has to change. In conversation, that means lifestyle. Our lifestyle has to change. In charity, which means love, what I love and how I love has to change. In spirit, that means my going after God, my fervency, that has to change. In faith, I've got to have faith in God and not in myself and other and man. That has to change. And here we go, impurity. All that has to change if you're going to be an example. You say, how can that happen? At 17, I can tell you, it does happen. But you have to go hard after God. You have to go hard after God. And you may not get it all right, but you keep going hard after God. And I promise you, you get stronger. Okay, the second part I want to talk to you about is loyalty. Loyalty is an important word right here. This, this is another word that people don't like. Because when we start talking about loyalty, we first of all, we talk about commitment is to God. Now here we go, loyalty is to man. You're still loyal to God. But what does that look like? What does your loyalty to God look like? By being loyal to others. Loyal to your leaders. Loyalty on your job. Loyalty. That's a, that's a, that's a word that people don't like so much. They say, oh, I'm a follower. Man, are you serious? What's wrong with you? Man, you a man. You your own man. What they say? You a self-made man. You a self-made woman. That is a self-made lie. I'm just saying. That's not true. You can't make yourself. You self-made, and how in the world did you get here? That, see, you got to, you got to, you got to, sometimes you got to go back with, with, when people try to give you some stuff, don't just receive that. You got to go right back. You got to think about it and consider and take them back some information. Self-made means you had no help at all. Mm-hmm. Show me how that's going to happen. You had no help at all. You just showed up because you decided to come here. I don't think so. So you gotta, you gotta just take, you just gotta take them back some information. Uh, I don't understand how that works. Can you explain to me how that really works? Self-made. 
Okay, I know they're talking about, you know, you earn your own education and you make your way, but even that still, so where that education, that ability to learn come from? Uh-huh. Where that come from? Where did that skill and that, 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 that gifting come from? Uh-huh. Yeah, that came from yourself. I don't think so. So you got to be careful and just help, just help people. You're not, you're not fussing with anybody. You're just, you're just helping them understand what that statement really means. It doesn't work. We need God's help. So we need to be loyal. Jesus was really good about loyalty, y'all. He didn't play around with loyalty. Do you understand that? Uh-huh. He was loyal to his father. He said, I completed the work that you gave me to do. And what I like here, you also see that Jesus had some who were loyal to him. I like this because Jesus is referred to as two different, uh, from two different perspectives in Scripture. He's referred to as Jesus, the Son of God. Okay? God, y'all get this? Son of God. Then he's also referred to Jesus, what? Son of man or son of David. Uh-huh. So people don't quite know this understanding. There's a difference here. We're saying something. We're, both of them are so important, and yet we're, we're illustrating some points here. He's son of God, and he's son of man. He's son of God, and he's son of man. And the scriptures, if you look at them, you see so many times it talks about Jesus, uh, uh, the son of David, or Jesus, the son of man. Uh, he even referred to himself. Who do, men, who do men say that I, Jesus, the son of man, am? Uh huh. And so what happens there is even though he was a son of man, he had followers who were committed to him. They, they, they weren't so much so much committed to Jesus, the son of God, yet because they were still coming into that understanding. Remember, he was giving them stuff. And they're like, man, what are you talking about, man? We never heard such teaching before. What do you whoo, what drink of eat of your flesh, drink of your blood? man? That is crazy. Are you serious? How is that really going to happen? He was son of God. He was son of man. And that son of man, he's teaching them. And they have committed. Remember, he just go up to Lynette, come follow me. Come follow me. I'm going to make you a fisher of, of women and, and men. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. We're going to men and mean women. I'm gonna come, hey, James, 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 right? James, come, come follow me. I'm going to make you fisher of men. How did they immediately just get up and go do that? The Bible said they left everything that they had, and they went and followed him. Come on. They just dropped it on the scene. They saw something different in him, but how did they see God in him? Because they saw it through their natural eyes. They had, to, they had to connect with a man. They had to connect with a physical that was in front of him. Although he was God, he was yet in the physical, and they were committed to following him. Where he went, they went, right? What he did, they tried to do. Uh, and so he says in Luke chapter uh, 16 verses 10 through 13 Jesus is saying here he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much uh-huh and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much all this works in so many different areas of life y'all faithful in, in the least you, you you'll be faithful in much you don't all of a sudden become faithful you don't all of a sudden be, become faithful when you get more you don't you, you either you are or you're not you know, you, you either, you're faithful or you're not faithful. With a lot, with a little bit, with anything in between, faithfulness is a character that we have to have. Therefore, ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon. Jesus is talking about mammon, mammon meaning money. Who will commit to you, to your trust, the true riches? If you can't be faithful with money, 
How are you going to be faithful with a soul? Can you follow me? If you can't be faithful with money, it's going to be ch- it's challenging to be faithful in other areas of your life. Uh-huh. And it shows up. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. He's talking about that. So it shows up, y'all. It's, it's, there's symptoms right now. We can see them. And no one said nothing on that one. All right. Uh-huh. It's there, though. I know what I'm talking about. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Whoa, faithful, loyal to another man, how are you going to get your own? You know, you're not working to, to, to get a certain thing. You're just working to be, I'm just working to serve God. I'm just excited about serving God. In serving God, though, you come to find out that we have to honor the vessels that he, that he puts before us, right? If you receive, a, someone prayed that this morning, I think it was Cowie. Uh, if, uh, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive what? Uh-huh, if you, re- if you, come on, you receive, you see, receive a pastor in the name of a pastor, you can receive what? Uh-huh, if you receive, come on, all that works together. That's receiving the person in the gifting and the anointing that God has placed over their lives. And so people have a problem with following people. I don't need to follow no one. I can get my own way there. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, even, that don't make sense. I like to have good discussion. That doesn't even make sense. So how, how in the world are you going to get from here to, uh, Let's say, uh, well, good movie coming on. So how are we going to get from here to Birmingham, Alabama on our own? Somebody tell me, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Oh, get the directions, but whose directions are they? Google. So Google just appeared with some directions. Someone had to do that. There are road signs that someone had to put up on those roads. So we still need man to help us to get where we're going. Does that make sense to you? You can't just get there. You don't just walk into, you know, you didn't go to any school at all. You just skipped it all. Okay? I don't, I don't, need, I don't need elementary school. I don't need middle school. I don't need, uh, what's next, high school. I don't need college. I show up. I want to get paid $80,000. Okay, and you got to fill out your application, education level, none. But I want eighty thousand uh, dollars. Excuse me, sir, but what did you do? Did you did you maybe forget this area or something like that? No, I, I just didn't go. I didn't do, I didn't feel like going. You know, I just feel like I learned enough. Eighty thousand. What are they gonna say to you? Goodbye. You are not qualified. So we don't just get there. We have to. We have to go through. Learning, we have to go through man uh, whom God has set and appointed. I don't, I'm not talking about just following anything that's crazy, y'all. I'm not talking about Jones, uh, Jonestown. Uh, I'm not talking about something something crazy. I'm not talking about following, you know, looking for the Holly Bobbit and getting on it, you know. I'm not talking about none of that. I'm talking about following those who have been ordained of God, who are faithful, who have, been, have shown the commitment of their lives, something you can really look at and you can follow. Uh, verse 13 says, no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he would ho- uh, hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon together. You can't serve God and money. You have to serve God. But Jesus is the one who's given this illustration. Uh, 2 Timothy verse, chapter 4, verses 5 through 8 says, but watch thou in all things. I like this right here. Paul's finished work. Paul is telling Timothy, You need to watch. Be watchful in all things. 
This is a man. He's following. He says he told him in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, he told the church to follow me or imitate me as I follow or imitate Christ. Huh? Following who? A man. That's been what? Sent from God with a specific mission. Follow me. Now, ooh, now that gets tough. That, that gets tough. Because even for that person to get to that point to say, Diane, follow me. I'm not bragging, but that's putting the responsibility on me. Diane, follow me as I follow Christ. So what is that saying? The responsibility of me. Boy, I better keep following Christ. Because I've got someone else who's following me. Paul said that, follow me, Timothy, and to the, not just Timothy, but to, to the church. Follow me. Imitate my life as I imitate Christ. I'm going to show you how it's done. Follow me. So he told Timothy in this instance to be thou watchful in all things. Endure affliction. <laughs> uh huh. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. Paul realized that his, his time was coming to an end. It was important for him to say certain things, to get communicate his heart to those who, was, who were following him closely. Verse 7 says, I have fought a good fight. Uh-huh. We talked about fighting this morning too, didn't we? All this was in the Word this, this morning. We talked about fighting, fighting for one another, fighting in the Spirit. Come on, getting serious about this thing, about change and, and getting this stuff off of people's lives, helping them when they can't fight themselves. Come on. When they don't know how to fight themselves. We can fight for them and with them. Henceforth, uh, I thought of good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only. I like that. So as Paul being one who is leading and wanting others to follow him, giving them a great example, he said, I'm not just looking for me to receive a crown of righteousness. This is not just about me. I heard someone say this morning, it's bigger than me. I don't remember what it was. Say it's bigger than us, right? It's bigger than us. This walk in Christ is, is, is about more than just us. Not to me only, but unto all them that also that love his appearing. Paul was saying, I'm concerned about everyone. I'm concerned about you. And so when I'm talking about this, you know, finishing the work, when I'm talking about uh, commitment to God, I'm talking about loyalty to, 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 to your leader. I'm, I'm concerned about you. I want to see you prosper. I want to I see you blessed. You know, you're blessed, but I, I want to see you reach the full measure of what God has in you. I want to see you make it to the end of the road. We don't want to see you give up. We don't want to see you lose out. We don't want to see you, you know, uh, 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 not reach that full potential. But we want to see that full mature seed come into being. Well, how about that? That you are a fruitful tree now. We want to see lives that are fruitful trees. Come on, that others can eat off of that tree. Come on, we're supposed to be those type of people. Others can eat off of us. You know, I don't have to go plug in, but know what? You can come plug in to me. That's what it's about. It's about growing up in Christ, and others can come to you for some help. Uh-huh. I can be a branch of covering to someone else. I'm that one. That's what God wants us to be. Not always the ones that need. I know we, there's a time of need. Yes, times of need. Yes, there are. 
Yes, there are. But the Ephesians chapter 4 says that we have the fivefold ministry to help to grow us up, guys. Helps us to mature so that we can do the work of the ministry. And guess what? Now I become an umbrella. You know, you can come hang out with me. I don't have a sad story to tell you. I can tell you a story about how God can bring you out. Come on, hang out with me. Let me talk to you, to you about hope. Come on, let me talk to you about, about changing things around. Let me talk. Come on. So we're growing up. But we do that because we're being loyal to those who, who have gone before us. Paul was a great example of someone who went before the people. And that those who followed him will receive the same reward. I think about that um, as I look at that from our perspective. We have some amazing leaders, right? I know they're amazing. Uh, I probably wouldn't still be serving if they weren't amazing. They're amazing. And uh, I don't say that for any, what's that word? Kudos. Okay, that word too. Affirmate. Someone said affirmation or something like that. What did you say? Accolades. Thank you. Have a good ear. Uh, accolades. No, that's just saying the truth. I was thinking about it, and I wrote it in my notes. I almost forgot about it. I was thinking about, you know, we've been, and I like to be very honest and very real with folks. We've been uh, saved now for about 33 years. And in 33 years, we've been a part of eight different ministries, eight different ministries in 33 years. And most of that's been here, you know, almost half of that's here. So imagine seven other ministries in about 17 years. Imagine that. I can tell you honestly in every place that we've been committed, that we've been loyal, and that we've been good stewards. I'm not saying that for an accolade. I'm saying we got to have examples, and we need to we need to have proof that this is the right way. I've had some amazing leaders, had some who still need to learn a little bit, had some who struggled a little bit. Majority of them were solid, just a few that struggled a little bit. We remain committed, we remain loyal, and we remain good stewards. So these are these are three things that are so important to me that I want you to I want you to get that following, that loyalty. I think they still do it on the on the on the military evals, right? Is that still a category? Is that still a category? Loyalty? No, don't don't play with me. Please don't play with me. Don't play with me. Are you being very serious? Okay, so can you confirm to me that it used to be a category? Wow. I'm disturbed by that because I just knew that it's still there. I've been out for a little bit. I've been retired for a little bit, maybe 13, almost 14 years now. I've been gone for a little bit. There's no way loyalty could not be a requirement in a gradable area. There's no way. Are you serious? I want you all to put your mind around it. It doesn't have to be military. It could be anything. I want you to think about that. Think about that. Where did the loyalty go? I didn't know that. I, had, I did not expect that to be the response. Elder Phillips, I didn't know that. As many evals as we, that we, we wrote, as many that we received, loyalty, man, was one of the top things. Loyalty was, it was, was, it was on top of performance. Were you loyal to the mission? Come on, were you loyal to the, to the organization? 
That was on top of you before you get to even doing your work. Are you loyal? And you mean to tell me that's gone? That just validates the message today. Where is the loyalty? We have to demonstrate the loyalty. They may take it off a piece of paper, but they can't take it from the heart. We have to demonstrate loyalty. Jesus' disciples had to learn what loyalty really, because loyalty is a, I mean, loyalty is going to cost you a little something. And the funny thing is they thought they kind of knew some things. Anytime they got to a moment, I, th- I think I got this thing, I, I'm working, I'm working, here comes Jesus, hit him with something else. Like, what? You, you expecting that from us too? How are we going to? Wow. Loyalty to our leader. Loyalty to an individual. Some people say, I respect what? I respect what? We've heard this often said, I respect what? Mm. Thank you. And not necessarily. Uh-huh. That had something that, that's, that was a little saying, a little something that people would say and believe. I respect your position, but I don't necessarily respect you. <laughs> Something's wrong with that. Something's wrong with that. I understand what they're saying. I understand if you thought that way. I understand what they're, what they're trying to say, Leonard, but I'm still saying that's wrong. The Bible tells us to give honor to, to, to whom honor is due. It doesn't say that they, they're doing it, but it, they're due it, right? Honoring, honoring them, honoring the person, honoring the position they've been given. Huh, where the loyalty go? Loyalty means I lay down my mission, Terrence, to follow this mission. Loyalty says I put this before I put this. Who's willing to do that? What does loyalty look like? We need to be the demonstrators. Thank you, sweetheart. Uh, we need to be the demonstrators. This girl's going to pay attention. She got her hand up over there, too. So she's willing to do that. Is that blessing? Is that blessing? Wow. Children, y'all are amazing. So where has the loyalty gone? Let it not be so in the house of God. Obviously, it's needed, right? In finishing the work, I need to remain loyal. You need to remain loyal to the man and the woman of God. They're trustworthy. I can just tell you that straight up. You have to discover for yourself. But if you've been here long enough, you already know it. So just go on and be loyal. Are you following me? And many of you are. And here's lo- this loyalty looks like this too. It doesn't matter if anyone else does it. I'm doing it. Because it's right. If anyone else is going to knock, if no one else wants to follow, I know I'm going to follow. I like what Joshua said uh, uh, in, in chapter 24. He said, you know, ask for me and what? No, I'm just doing this by myself. You know, this is just me. I don't know about the rest of them people hanging out in my house. You know, cause I'm just, I can just take care of me. I got enough time. You know, it's enough trouble taking care of me. No, Joshua rose up and said, you know what? Ask for me. And if you part of my house, we're not playing around. Now, if you part of my house, now you don't have to be part of my house. But if you're part of my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I, I'm drilling that. I'm not thanking God for my children. I'm drilling that to my children. They know dad don't play. 
Sometimes they think I'm a little too hard. You know, that's okay. I don't, you know what, that don't even bother me. Because I know what I'm, I know what I'm really thinking. Maybe you haven't talked to me well enough to know what I'm, or I haven't talked to you well enough. We need to probably have a, if anyone thinks I'm hard, we need to have a conversation. Because I think you're missing it. I'm committed. I'm loyal. I'm focused. And I want you to get everything you're supposed to have. So if that means, you know, being a little more assertive sometimes, then that's what it means. To get us to where we need to be, Terrence, so that we can enjoy the full blessings of God that he has for us. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I can't say that everyone is, but I can tell you, if they are part of the Burlesons, I'm still saying they're going to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Everything is. I believe God. You better call it. You better believe God. Okay, Jesus said something to his disciples, John chapter 6, verses 64 to 69. What time's the game? Come on, Devante. Is it on there? Huh? 12.05? All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And you look good, too, uh, while you're doing it, man. John chapter 6, thank you, Devante, verses 64 to 69 says, Jesus talked to his disciples, uh, and I'm going to kind of go through some of that. Uh, I don't know. Okay, i got to read all of it. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. He already knew the loyalty and who should betray him. He knew it. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me, uh-oh, except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve. I can understand them other folks. They haven't been close enough, Joe. They haven't been, they haven't been in the inner circle getting this type of teaching and training yet. So I, 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 I can kind of see that, that perspective. They're, they're not close enough yet. But he looked at his twelve and asked them a question. Will you also go away? Where are you going? You need to make up your mind. Are you also going away? I'm not talking about anybody leaving. I'm talking about in your heart. I'm talking about going all in for God. Then Simon Peter, that would be Fred, answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. He's talking. Peter is addressing Jesus. He's son of God, yet he's son of man. He's responding to him, son of God, as son of man. Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art Christ, the son of the living God. They were fully persuaded in their own mind. I believe with all that's within me that our leaders are called by God. They, they, they never claim to be God. They claim to be sent by God. And not just claim, that's what they, they are sent by God. To lead us in the ways of God. And so I firmly believe that. And I say, where am I going? You have the words of eternal life. The words that I've heard over these last 15 years have helped me. See, so you got to be fully persuaded, Rodney. You got to be, that's why folk can't mess with me, man. Don't mess with me because I know what I believe. You have to know what you believe. You have to know whom you believe in and you got to know what you believe. 
I don't know about new doctrines. I don't know about new formulas. I can't tell you about these new principles. If it, once I hear new, I'm a little concerned. I'm not sure if you quite caught that. When I hear new, I get a little bit of concern. Because the scriptures have already been established. So when I hear a new teaching, a new understanding, I, I'm a little concerned. That already piqued my antenna. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What is this about to be? What is this about? New. Now, if you're talking about a clearer understanding, okay, maybe we can talk. But once I hear the word new, I, I'm thinking about something. What did you just come up with? And where did you get it from? And what does that have to do with the scriptures? And are we re trying to replace something? We're trying to replace something, man. You count me out. I'm not going to fuss with you because I don't believe in fussing. The Bible tells us not even get involved in all the foolish arguments, all that kind of stuff. I just don't believe in doing that. I'm just not going to do what you're talking about. I'm not mad at you. I'm just not doing that. Tiffany, I'm not doing that. I'm going to stay with what's proven. Right? I'm, I'm staying with, with, with the Ford truck. If it's a Ford truck, it's been proven to have some reliability. I'm not going to get the Mars truck, and they're talking about to try this new, new Mars truck. I'm not trying that Mars truck. This Ford truck has been proven. I'm staying right here with this, with this right here, what works. And so that's what I'm thinking about when it comes to loyalty, guys. We can't just pass stuff off. You can't be persuaded, easily persuaded because of other people's opinions and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm just staying with what works. This has been proven to work. I'm staying with it, which leads me to point number three, and I'm almost done. Y'all say, hurry up. Thank you so much. I'm going to take my time because I don't have too much time to talk about this. You know what I'm saying? Because I got things to do uh, to help see it through. Third point is sound. We need some sound, consistent uh, financial stewardship. We need, we need to be walking in some sound, consistent financial stewardship. I'm just going to help to emphasize the scriptures. The Bible tells us in so many different ways it is written, right? Who heard, I wonder who said that. Someone talked about that. No, that couldn't have been at this church. I know we, that was not preached at this church last week. That was not preached at this church last week. It is written. Yes, it was. And uh, let's look at some things that were written. Uh, Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 4 says, The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing. Now we're talking about financial stewardship. The soul of the sluggard desireth and have nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. Uh-huh. The next scripture, Proverbs uh, 10 and 4 says, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Proverbs 22 and uh, 29 says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? Do you see a man who's diligent in his business? Guess what? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. When you're diligent, God will take good care of you. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, because i got to read to you what's written, right? I'm giving you what is written. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8 says, But this I say, he which does what? Soweth sparing. I'm going too fast for y'all. Oh, y'all doing a good job. That must be Ariana. That thing is happening fast. It has to be Ariana. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap what? Also bountifully. No, no, no. I, I'm, I may be sowing sparingly, but I want to reap bountifully. No, 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 no. I, I may be sowing, but I want to reap bountifully. It doesn't work that way. 
and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also sparingly. Oh, so it what, what you sow, how you sow, is how you reap. Hmm, interesting. You've heard it before. I just want to drive it home again. Every man, man, woman, man, according as he does what? Purposeth. What does he purpose it at? In his mind. He purposed it in his mind. He purposed it, he purposed it in, his, in his, I'm going to do. No, he purposes in his heart. The one who purposes in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly. Man, they want me to give again. Here we go. I mean, get on my phone right now. You know, they have to talk about offering, but I'm going to do my phone. You know, send a couple of texts. I'm going to tweet a little bit. Come on. Grudgingly or of necessity. This is what God loves. I like what God loves. God loves a what kind of giver? God loves a what kind of giver? They want me to give again. Remember, they get off of that train. What's wrong with them? God loves a cheerful giver. Uh-huh. The Bible says it is written, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, mm-hmm, the giver, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things. Who? The giver. The giver always has sufficiency, guys. If there's sometimes you're lacking, you know, and some people, some people really prosper without giving. There's a lot of, there's a lot of millionaires and billionaires in the world without giving. But many do, but that's, I don't know who does and who doesn't. So it's, I'm on both sides of the street. But I do know this, that when you do it, you have all sufficiency in all things, and that you may abound to every good work. You have all sufficiency in all things. You have all sufficiency in all things. Your life is taken care of. I may not have the brand new RV that costs $100,000. I may not be able to get that with cash. But I have a place to live. And, and, and it's a decent enough place. It's sufficient. It, it's meeting my needs. Come on. And from time to time, I can kick up in the recliner and just look at the waves. You see what I'm saying? So I may not be able to do what that other person's doing, but what God has given me is sufficient for me. What he's giving you is sufficient for you. You can turn on that light switch when you need a little bit of light, and you can turn on that heat when you need a little bit of heat. Come on, I grew up sometimes, you go touch that heater, and nothing was happening. Y'all not follow me right here. And you turn it up to, to, what does it go up to, 80, 90 degrees, and still nothing happening. Because sometimes it just wasn't on. Are you following me? So, but, he, but we still have sufficiency because, you see, I survived, right? Praise God. You know, sometimes there wasn't much in the, in, the, in the cupboard. Praise God. I survived. So God still makes sure that you have sufficiency. Sufficiency means what do you need? And then he talks about I'm going to give you some overflow, some abundance, so now you can give to others too. Come on, you can be a blessing. Guys, I'm going to tell you all, all we know is how to sow. We know how to give. Those five levels of giving, bless me, sir. I'm so excited about hearing more about these five levels of giving. I'm here to tell you we participate, and I'm not, it's not accolades, so don't even, don't mess it up. And don't go tell nobody I said it different. I have a lot of witnesses in it. Don't be messing up my words. We participate in all five areas of giving. I'm telling you this because we got to have some witnesses. Some people say you're bragging. No, how do you, how do you know? Oh, boy, give me a second. Okay. How do you know that, um, Claim Jumpers restaurant is a good restaurant. 
how do you know? No, no, how do you know that, guys? How do you know my sister's closet has some amazing things that you can go get? No, 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 no. How do you know that? How do, no, how do you know that? How do you know that Woodlawn is an amazing movie? No, 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 no. How do you really know that? Uh-huh. Someone has to tell you about it. And because you heard it from someone else or you saw it yourself, you become a witness to what you heard or what you saw. Are you following me? Same thing when it comes to giving. How do you know that these principles work unless someone comes and talks about it? I'm, oh, that, that's a lane for me, guys. I'm, that's a lane. I just enter into a lane. That's a lane. I know that's a lane of my ministry. And I'm not scared to go that lane. That's the thing. You can't be scared. When God calls you to something, you can't be scared. I'm not scared of that area. I'm not scared of money. I'm the, I'm the proper context to help people. All five of those areas does something important. The tithing belongs to God, right? We talked about, oh, I wish I had it. I can't say it all, sir. Uh, the, the offering belongs to God. The first fruit belongs to God. Come on, the alms belongs to, to others, to help others in need. And, and then the, the seed belongs to, 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 to who that belongs to, Pastor? It belongs to both. Thank you, sir. I'm thinking about I get a benefit out of that. And, uh, and it was a, it's a blessing to the one who I'm giving the seed to. I'm like, man, that's some good stuff. So we just, we just need some witnesses. And what happens is people get so afraid that they don't want to be a witness anymore. I'm going to tell you, we're going to testify. We're going to testify because people need to know it's possible. Hey, guys, I grew up on food stamps. Uh-huh. I'm not mad at them. Because, boy, they sure did taste good. I, went, I, I didn't like taking it to the store now. I ain't going to lie about it. I only wanted to go, you know, late night. You know, I mean, my friend's not going to be there like 9, 10 o'clock at night. I, yeah, I go to the store, Mama. But you tell me go to the store at noontime? No, Mama, I can't do that. I can't do Matter of fact, I'm going to help you shop and get everything. But by the time you get to the register, I done moved off to somewhere else. You know? Hey, I understand that. I, understand, I disappeared. But, boy, once we got into the car, man, I'll start putting that stuff in the car, man, and put it in the, in the cupboard. And, boy, I'd be in there getting them snacks. Eating them big old cookies, y'all. Them big old, them big old cookies, man. I'm going to tell y'all something. That's a lane for me. And I'm not afraid of that lane. Because we need some more people be able to get in that lane and talk about it. And demonstrate, but the goodness of God. It's not about getting things. It's not about having just that to, so you can talk about what you have. No, it's about demonstrating that God honors his word. He, he said give. He said give. And it, what, shall be given. But, Lord, I don't want anything in return. But he said if you give, it's going to happen. You can't stop the cycle of God. You cannot stop the reciprocity that comes from God's principle. It's going to work. Whether you want it or not, if you give unto the Lord out of a good heart, willing heart, it's just going to come back. It's going to come. It's something coming back. You can't stop it. You can't stop it. So it just happens. And so we need to have some people who demonstrate that. I'm here to tell you God's principles work. We had a house that we owed, I think, about $330,000 on our house. And God told us we're going to be moving. So this is a couple years ago. And, and you know what? I just believe the word. Thank God for putting me in some good environment that helped, helped, helped my faith, build up my faith. You hear what I'm saying? And say, you know what? There's some seed sowing that you can do with seed sowing. Let's, let's check this thing out. And begin to learn about seed. Maybe, what, about four years ago we started? 
this journey service four or five years ago, just getting more in, in part in, in seed. And I started listening to that thing, and they said, put a name, put a, put, you know, God said he put a, a body on that seed. So you put a body on that seed. Man, I started putting a body on my seed. Give me that envelope. Wait, envelope. And I wrote on there, pay off this house. I mean, uh, uh, sell this house. And I would sow it. I put it on there faithfully. If the if, if, uh, um, finance people, and maybe you remember it, maybe you don't remember it, uh, on the back of my, you would see that. Um, I'm, this seed is to, for God to, to help us to sell this house. Man, I just kept doing it, Jessica, and just kept doing it, just kept doing it. Guess what happened? In, in four months, gone. That's not too good a response right there. I mean, to God, in four months, sold, gone, in the wintertime. Put it, put it on, on, on the market in November of that year, 2013, I think it was, and it was sold by March. But it was already being in the process like January. People, the person who start, start work, they started working on it, get, you know, get all the paperwork together. Man, we were done in March. No worries, no sleepless nights. We stay diligent. God helped us to do everything. And we could have kept doing what we're doing. We could afford it. We could pay for it. But God told us to do something else. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't that we couldn't do it. He, he, he told us to do something else. And I, I don't want to be doing this while we're trying to, you know, at the end, you're trying to, no, let's just go on and sell this thing. So we have sold it. You know, God is good. And uh, so now we don't have that. And we can do some other things. You follow me. And so, but I'm telling you, every time I walk in, this is my favorite one. All of these are so perfect. I mean, so fine for me, so just good to me. Every time I walk in, I'm not lying to you. I'm just telling you what happened. I have to give me an envelope. I walk into the church building, I have to give me an envelope. I come to work on Tuesday, I give me an envelope. I take it home, I put something in it. I bring it back for Wednesday night. Here we go. Thursday or Friday, I grab me an envelope. I get it ready for Sunday. And I come and put it in. When I get other increase, I just got to have me an envelope. Because I want to give. God said he loves a what kind of giver? What kind of giver? Cheerful. Don't be giving if you're not cheerful. I'm saying, because you're not going to get the blessing of it. I mean, man, you're gonna get, we're not going to deter you from you. But you're missing your blessing because you're not cheerful in it. I'll find that somebody said, don't, don't, tell, don't tell them that. Okay, okay. <laughs> but you got to be cheerful, guys. This makes all the world of difference. These are some things I want to talk to you all about. I want to see what I'm, I'm purposed to do. I want to see our commitment to serve. We have some amazing service. Who, who, who's serving in the house? Come on, stand up. If you serve in the house in any kind of way right now, there's a specific area that you're serving. Come on, stand up. Stand up. You're serving in any kind of way. Uh, yeah, come on. You're serving any kind of way. I'm not sure why you – Monica, don't figure that out. Just stand up, sweet. Uh, Monica Moss, there you go, because you're a server, girl. And uh, – if you serving, uh, Miss Blackburn, she's standing. She's sitting, but she is standing because she is an amazing server in the house. Uh, I'm here to tell you, Miss Ruthie, you be serving. I'm not sure why you're not standing up unless you're not feeling too well. Okay, we got you covered. Your hand is up. We got Miss Ruthie. Amazing servers. This is what I do, guys. I provoke, okay? I'm not going to make you mad. I'm just going to provoke to a love and a good work. Right now, these are the servers that we have in the house. This is not everybody because everyone's not here. Y'all go ahead and have a seat. Tiffany, I'm not sure why you weren't standing up because you do serve in the house. All right, so I'll call you out like that, okay? Uh, you're servers, okay? Now, the rest of us, I'm not mad at you. Please don't take it the wrong way. We need to commit to serving in the house. You, you got to get on board. 
And you got need to get connected because there's so much in you that God needs to use that. It's, it's, it's in you. It's in you. It's in you. We don't want to see folk come and, and then after three years or four years, however long God has you here, and you're leaving, and then, and then nothing has happened. That's not right. That's not right to God, number one. Because he doesn't send you to Oak Harbor to hang out. He doesn't send you to Oak Harbor for a three-year hiatus. Not to Oak Harbor, a place that most of us never heard of before we came here. I, uh, Oak Harbor, what is that? It's on an island for real? I'm thinking we're on a real island, y'all, Gilligan's Island. Somebody's going to get lost on there. Hey, Someone's going to get lost. Man, what's going on? How big is this island? What's going on with this thing? Until I came here and found out there was a bridge that connects you. I'm like, how you get there? You got to swim? I don't know what you do, man. But we have a bridge. It's a, an amazing place. You don't just come here. You come here because God sent you, sent you here, sent you here. And maybe you haven't connected with that yet. You are not here on military assignment only. You are here for God assignment if you're military. If you're family, you are not here just because your family members here. You are here because God sent you here. There's a place for all of you. So my goal is that none of us, if you're a member here, that none of us will be sitting next time we ask that question. That's my, that's, that's my thing. So now you think you got by because you're not a member. I'm not giving you a pass on that neither. I'm saying if this is the place that God tells you to, to be part, you need to come on and commit to it. Come on, commit. Commit to it, and let's get those, those gifts moving. Let's get that thing flowing. Let's, we appreciate you coming. So don't get mad and don't come back. I'm saying we appreciate you coming. But, guys, it's time to dig in. It's time to dig in. It's too much to do for the kingdom of God. It's time to, time to do. All right. So uh, loyalty. Uh, hmm. Follow all the instructions to the best of your ability. Follow. And when you feel like you can't, guess what? Then it's called submission. Uh-huh. And it's called obedience. And with those things come a reward. A God reward, not a man reward, but there's a God reward that comes with that. Be loyal, be loyal, be loyal, be dependable. I want the man of God to know he can, I know he knows that. He can count on me. Have I been challenged from time to time? You better know it. Have I had just touched some areas that I, I wasn't comfortable with? You better know it. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm saying that's called loyalty. I submit. And I gladly submit. I love submission. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, maybe it was the last week or something like that. For the couples, it's not a bad word. It's not a curse word, y'all. You just haven't come into the full understanding of what it means. And we're trying to help you to get, understand it. And lastly, if you're going to be a giver, stop playing around and start giving to God what belongs to I wish I had that scripture. Jesus said he had no problem with, with money. He said, just give to give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. He said, I don't have a problem with you giving to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. You can go to J.C. Penney and get you something. That's okay. Go on to J.C. Penney. I knew somebody went to Dress Barn and, and got, some, got a real nice item here recently. Oh, there's another witness. Okay. Praise the Lord. Go to, go to Dress Barn and get what you need. Come on. Go to K&G and, and get your best. Whatever, you know, get some electronics. Whatever, you know, get you a new car if that's what you need. Get, get some things. That's all right. Give unto Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. Not a problem. Here's the thing. Jesus said, so go do that. 
I'm all right. I'm cool with that. Now, give unto God that which belongs to God. And that's the point he wants to illustrate to them. Because they were good at going to do the Caesar thing. That means, you know, what you want to get. Give it to, you know. Uh, but what about the God thing? That's what we're talking about. So we're not stopping a person. We're not telling them. No, no, we're saying give to God what belongs to God. And we, we're finding out that the tithe belongs to God. The offering belongs to God. The first fruits belongs to God, which we're going to do ours here uh, shortly. Um, 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 the, 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 the alms belongs to God and to man, but it, it blesses God by us being a blessing to others. And then the seed blesses both man and God. It's the, the vessel of God. Come on. So give to God what belongs to him. We talk about seed. So when you see this, don't, don't, get, don't, don't let this bother you neither because this is not what we work for. We don't minister for this. We don't minister for that. Boy, I, I love to tell y'all some stuff because this here don't pay no house payment. This doesn't, this doesn't cover a house payment. Doesn't car, cover a car payment. So it's not making one. It's not making one rich. It's not making one rich. It's showing honor and appreciation from a willing heart. No one makes you do it. You do it because God lays it upon your heart to do it. That's between you and God. No one's keeping record of it. No one's saying Amanda didn't walk today. All right, Amanda can't be, can't be instructional leader anymore. She didn't walk today. No one's thinking that way. We don't think like that. We just go with the scripture says. It says seed blesses you. And he's going to give you seed to sow. Because I'm sure going to invest my money somewhere. Why not? I'll, I'll invest it in the kingdom. I love, I love, bringing, I love bringing the seed. I learned, guys, because, I'm, I'm, again, where I come from, I understand. I, I want to be. I, even when we didn't have much, I said, Lord, just bless her. I remember as a child, Lord, bless her. You, you children are paying attention. Lord, bless her. Bless her to the point that we can be givers. That was one of my prayers. I just want to be a giver. Lord, bless us that we can be a giver, that we can give. We didn't have much. Didn't start out with much. But we gave as we learned. We learned what the tithe was. We began to do the tithe. And actually, we started off doing it wrong. Thought we were doing it right. We were doing the net. We thought we were doing it right. God still honored that, not the Lynette, uh, the net. <laughs> we thought we were doing it right until we heard more teaching and understanding. Like, Lord, oh, we're sorry. We've been missing that. So we turned once we got that understanding. You know what I'm saying? So maybe you don't have all the principles yet, but once you hear it, now we are responsible to do what we hear. Are you following me? And so we begin to learn about offering. And we begin to give an offering. And the Lord put a certain amount in our spirit to give. And I looked up one day, uh, one year, it was maybe five, six years ago, maybe six years ago, and uh, saw a review of what we gave. And I was so disappointed. I said, that's all I'm giving God is an offering? I was well under my goal. So I, you know, that's something I keep track of, you know, and had a printout of but one day we did this printout thing, and I was so mad. I went home. I told Irene I was mad. I said that 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 is that is that is not going to work. That is well below what God put in our spirit to do, and I'm not happy about that. And do you know we changed that thing right away, and we began to do better. And then we set another goal, and we set another goal, and we set another goal. 
one of my goals has always been that our, our offering will, will exceed our tithe. I'm not bragging. I'm not looking for accolades. I'm just talking about what works. And guess what? We exceed our tithe. I'm excited about that from where we came from. So God knows he can trust us. You, are you following me? We're just showing you an example. God can trust us that when we have little, we were good. When we had to go make $40 worth of groceries for, for the two weeks, you know, for a family of uh, five, uh-huh, $40 worth of groceries for a family of five, uh-huh, and we all had some snacks, you know, go a long way. Rice goes a long way. Cup of noodles back there went a long way. Come on, get you some hamburger, uh-huh, get you some chicken, put the steak away for right now. But, you know, I said, Lord, one day I want to be able to go buy me a steak. I, I remember going in there and I couldn't get the steak, guy. I looked at it and said, man, one day we're going to be able to get, honey, Rita, one day that, that, that steak, we're going to be able to put that in our cart. I know about that. Someone says it's coming. Praise the Lord, it's coming. If, if that's what, Praise God, it's here. We can put a steak up in there now. Well, why not get a steak? What's wrong with that? Are you guys following me? I'm going to teach about this a little bit more, this giving thing. I, I love giving. And so I'm just saying, we just want everyone to be positioned to be blessed. And we're not talking about amounts. You never heard us say an amount, so don't walk around away with the wrong understanding. We didn't tell you an amount. We didn't tell you get in your pocketbook. We didn't tell that. We just said give according to the scriptures. And as you're led by the Holy Spirit, and watch God turn things around or bring increase to where you might be right now. That's what I'm talking about. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all of your heart all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. Amen? Praise the Lord this day. So we're going to close with, oh, so it is fit, uh, uh, finished strong. So I'm not done with finishing strong. So we have some things we're going to be doing. I'm making ourselves available. You need some help in the financial area? We are available. If you want to look at your, at your finances and your resources and see where things are, I'm telling you, we're available. If you want help in that area and you want to see, we're available. Biblical principles, we have some biblical tools to, to use. We will help you. So I'm not telling you something and not, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do it. Ready to do. Time to do. If you need help, you want some assistance, you just want someone to look at some, come talk to us, please. We are here to serve. You're looking for a place to serve? Let us know. We'll do our best to help. We have not finished the work yet, but soon we will get to the point, and I want to be to say, I have finished the work you've given me to do. But obviously, it's not done. So we're still doing it until we finish. Everybody get it? I'm sorry, I was arguing my basketball mode. Uh, if, we, if we say get it, you get it, you're supposed to say got it. Everybody get it? All right. Get it? All right. Good. All right. All right. All right. So right now, we just want to give opportunity for those who have not received Christ Jesus. That's where it all begins. Commitment starts to God. Starts with God, right? Commitment with God. Here's an amazing opportunity. Maybe you haven't made yet commitment, given Christ your life yet. You've been thinking about it, but you haven't quite went all in yet. Today is an amazing time. We invite anyone. We would love to pray with you. Love to pray for you. Today is the day of salvation. Don't close your ear to the knock that's on the door right now. Come to Jesus. Today is an amazing day to come to know Jesus. If there's anyone like that, we need to renew your commitment with, with God. We're here to pray for you. 
just we have to ask you just to stand and just come on up and we'll pray with you. Amen. Everybody is going to stand and make it even a little more easier for someone to come. Maybe you are.